the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. Welcome to the Marinade with Jason Earl, a free-flowing conversation about the creative process with creative people. This is episode 46, and our guest for the second time is Seth Walker. Seth is a musician originally from North Carolina whose latest record, Are You Open, was released earlier this year in 2019. Honestly, I think it's his best. We caught up at Spirit of the Swanee Music Park in Live Oak, Florida during Swanee Roots Revival this past October. From the time I met Seth uh, at that same spot over two years ago, he has felt like an old friend. He just has that air about him, and I'm so grateful to have sat down with Seth once again. The song you're hearing in this episode is Inside off of Are You Open? You can find all things Seth at SethWalker.com. Everyone, it is my distinct honor to present my conversation with Seth Walker. You got to look within. They say peace will overcome if you would just give in. Two, baby. Round two. Here we go. Last time we talked about basketball, I feel like half the we time. We did. We talked about basketball and All rap, kinds rap music. Rap music. We yeah. did talk about <laughs> rap music. I want to talk about the record. Are you open? It's yeah. awesome, man. Thanks. Congratulations Thank on you. a beautiful piece of work. Thanks. Um, I think there's a, a lot of things that, that I want to say about it, but um, the, the people want to hear what you got to say. And I think uh, it sounds like the, the vibe I get from it mm-hmm. is like... Uh, is like a man at peace with himself. A, uh, a man who's somewhat settled. Moments, moments of peace. Yeah, there seems yes. to be like a, I don't know, maybe that's what I'm projecting onto it mm. as we do with great art, right? But, well, thank you. How, yeah, how, yeah, like I, is, I, is I, that, do you think that's a thing or is that maybe something I'm it, just... It, it is, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a thing. I, the, the record definitely can't, I look back on my other 
nine studio albums. That's wild, this is my tenth studio album. It's crazy. Yeah. And I do remember, you know, you always say that your new baby is always your favorite baby. Sure. But this one, I, I, I definitely, because I wrote most of the songs by myself, there are a couple co-writes on there. And after living in New Orleans, that that definitely played a role in just the spirit of my, you know, the center of my spirit because they are that's that's their spirit people. Yeah, that's what they lead with. Right. You know? So going into the record, I felt um, kind of in in tune or in line with with myself, um, and um, and just. Asking myself questions. Uh, I remember when I was going into the record, I, I asked myself, are you open to something new you've never played before? Or, or maybe something new that your fans have never heard from you before? Are you, are you open to really, uh, you know, challenging yourself? That, so that was kind of the spirit, that's yeah. awesome. That mm-hmm. comes through for sure. It's my favorite of your of your catalog. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. So um, I did a lot of it at my at my house. Okay. Which I had never really done before. I always been in studios, which are all great. Yeah. Uh, but this one, dude, I just I man, I mean, I would, uh, I don't know if I ever go back. Because mm. I felt so comfortable, and I and I really felt like a lot of times when you're in a studio, you check, you know. Yeah. The red light fever uh-huh. and the, 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 the clock is ticking and you're like, emote, man, emote. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and this way I, I really, I, I can actually remember feeling wow. the music in a different way. And you think that was that, that physical space and not some other something else about the songs or anything like that i think it was a mixture of all of that okay de- de- i mean the the material for sure um what was uh, you know probably some of the mo the more personal takes I've, uh, or songs that I, i've written yeah um so i think that you know obviously it all kind of centers around the song but right uh, being at my house and and my experiences with New Orleans and my experience with Cuba, uh, I went to Havana, Cuba, right before I wrote a lot of this. Actually, a couple of songs were inspired by my trip there. So all of that played a part, you know. Can you say more about that? Yeah, yeah. I, I went down there. Um, just stra- strangely enough, the voice of the Texas Rangers baseball team, his name's Eric Nadell. Yeah, he's, you know him. He's a Hall uh-huh. of Famer. Yeah, uh huh. He's had the. He's a great follower great. on social media. Huh? Oh he's yeah, a great yeah, yeah. On social media. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's 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 a he's a he's a cat. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of the same guy. Yeah, he he wrote a book called the Lim Limerick. It's like all these limericks he wrote. Okay, Limerick. Yeah, Eric Nadell. Oh. <laughs> anyway, he loves music, and obviously, the I'm guessing the MLB Cuban connection. Oh yeah. Um, and so he'd been going down there forever, and he would do baseball trips. He would bring people who were big baseball fans and go down there, and he would, because sh- he spoke the language fluently, and he knew Cuba back and you know back and forth. He would, before you could go down there, um, for Obama, I guess, opened it up. He yeah. Would, you know, go to Mexico and go over or whatever. Right. But anyway, he decided about three or four years ago he wanted to try to do music, musicians. So he set up 
he set up this basically a kind of an excursion for all of my fans. Ruthie Foster and I went, who's a great singer from Austin. And we went down we went down there to Havana to play concerts. Wow. Yeah. How long were you there? I was there for 7 nights, but here's the here's the kicker. 3 days before we got there, Fidel Castro died. So they banned music, all music, for nine days. Yeah. Whoa. You couldn't even play a radio. For to mourn. Yeah. Whoa. So pretty trip. I mean, like usually, you know, I mean, this is my first time going to Cuba. So I didn't have anything to, you know, to compare it to. But, you know, there's music everywhere. There's music. There's people playing music in the lobbies of the hotel. There's playing music. People playing music on the street. There's people playing music in the restaurants. You know, there's people dancing. None of that. That's eerie. It was very eerie. And you were in Havana that whole time. I was in Havana. That, yeah, we we would go to the we would go to the outskirts, the countryside to yeah. go do some things too. Um, so, so we would have these. <laughs> we would have these. We came down there to play music. Yeah. You know? So we would have these like ninja. You know, co- that's terrifying. Co- covert concerts. Cause that the Cuban government doesn't fuck around, man. They'll arrest your ass, <laughs> <laughs> throw you in jail yeah, forever. We like, What's the risk we're gonna take? I reckon. So we did it. That's crazy. I know. So, uh, yeah. So what do you, what, what, I can't I, I can't let this, this go. This interview what, just took a turn. Yeah. yeah. What is that? I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it always does. I always <laughs> write down questions yeah, and exactly. I never fucking ask yeah, yeah. any of them. <laughs> Um, cause, cause I'm so fortunate. I just get the the most interesting guests and I try to just let, let them go. But <laughs> so you're, you're in Havana. So I, and I want to, I want to compare our trips cause I went to Havana for four days. Yeah. Um, and so I want to kind of share some of my experiences too, but you're there and you're not supposed, you're there to play music. Yeah. You're not allowed to play music so you're doing these kind of are you like is there a secret knock to get in <laughs> is it like a speakeasy um, no it, i mean it was a lot of it was well for instance the people that came with us there was probably 20 of my fans 20 of ruthie's fans oh so wow. they all paid you know a fee to come down to go to our concerts oh, and to do cool. excursions and go to paladars and do the cuban experience sure right so obviously those people came to the concerts because they were included they were in our group see what i'm saying yeah but you weren't worried about still weren't worried or were you worried about getting i mean in they trouble? i i i wasn't um it didn't seem i don't think they were like coming around you know checking every door the music you know police. yeah, yeah the yeah. music police that was not a thing okay. but it, but as far as public events um and any kind of you know obviously public events but like you know no partying in the streets, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. No part- and it was a very splintered, you know, the whole Castro thing is so splintered. Right. You know, a lot of the older folks are, you know, still hold him high. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, the younger generation is definitely, it's definitely a, a <laughs> complicated, the, the Castro, the Castro issue is complicated. Yeah. You know. So what did, what did you take away from that experience? I mean, uh, you, you mentioned that it inspired uh, songs on the record. I mean, there's definitely like, and I don't know if this is what you're talking about. But there's like a Caribbean kind of influence. Yeah, it's yeah, it's for all, sure. It's all in there. Those um, rhythms. Yeah, definitely the rhythms. And I love 
you know, to traditional Cuban music. I mean, that Rakuda record he did with the Buena Vista Social Club just threw me for loops years ago. Uh-huh. So it wasn't necessarily just the, uh, it wasn't the music exactly that, that, you know, influenced the record, but it was the spirit of those people, the artists that we met, the okay. visual artists. Yeah, yeah. Um, specifically, there was a painting that I bought of of a of it was a silhouetted image of a man holding an umbrella. It was a Cuban artist, and he had raindrops all on the inside of him. And he was in with, so it doesn't matter how big his umbrella was, he uh, ain't getting out of the rain. Yeah, it was yeah. called Inside. Was the name was the name of uh, the painting. Yeah, and that's and so I, it struck me. I bought I bought a print of it and brought it home and. During that trip, I just wrote this poem called Inside, inspired by that painting. And I never write this way. I usually, with my guitar, and and it's a little more conventional. Um, so I wrote a poem, and then I had done a gig in Asheville, North Carolina, and I we were doing sound checks a lot of times, so I'll get song ideas by mumbling things in the shower either when I get out of the shower or mumbling here and there or sometimes I'll if we're hitting on a groove on the sound check I record it with my phone just remember that groove yeah and I just I just picked up my phone one day in New Orleans and I heard that groove and I just kind of spoke slash sung that poem over this sound check uh groove and ended up putting that sound check uh into uh, Pro Tools, mm-hmm. and I built this track, and which actually, when you hear the record, that the the loop that you hear at the beginning of that track is that sound check from my iPhone. Whoa! Yeah, that's wild. So I've never never done anything like that before. Yeah. So from inspired by this Cuban piece to a poem to a sound check, that that track specifically started the ball rolling with the whole album as far as opening my spirit to something new. A that new is way. exciting, man. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. I, it was a definitely a fun process. I like that song a lot. And it, uh, because like, and I was curious about the, 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 the meaning sort of, right. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I think you can project a lot of things onto those lyrics and I think yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, um, but it's, it's cool. such a stark, stark image in my mind that raining on the inside you know um oh man so good that's crazy this came from a painting in cuba painting yeah if you if you if you watch the video to it Mm -hmm. uh you'll see some of that uh that image of that painting is in the video oh okay awesome yeah cuba was um we spent four days i actually went just a couple of months before I, I last spoke with you mm-hmm. here at Swanee. Yeah. Um, and I was about to have surgery and I hadn't, I was, it was a weird time in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just depressed the whole time. Like mm-hmm. we, we spent three days in Havana and we spent one day at a little beach town. I can't remember the name of yeah. on the outskirts, you know, yeah. those little beach towns around it. And the beach town was different. It was, it was still super sad mm. to us, but um, we had a better experience. Yeah. But people were not open to us. Um, mm. And our Spanish isn't great, but we, we know a little bit and we yeah. tried. And yeah. um, 
I just left there feeling like this is a really depressed place where these people have not had the opportunity to express themselves and be oh, who they, yeah. you know, who they could potentially be. Um, the the poverty in Havana hit me in the face. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's so it's, bad. It's, it's, it'll it will hit you in the face. I mean, you know? we met doctors. I met a a doctor a doctor. Yeah, who was gets paid twenty five dollars a month. That's crazy. It's, I mean, it's it's a broken system. Yeah, you know, and and it's it's been like that for generations. Yeah. Um. But in in that brokenness, there is some kind of resolve in those people, and they find a way. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I they talk about uh, improvisation. Yeah. They, I mean, it's, you know, they got 25 bucks a month Yeah, and they make it work. Yeah. And I, my experience was different than yours. I mean, I, the people, the, the, Matt just been the circles I was in or for whatever reason, um, and the people I met were wonderful. And it sounds like you had a, you also had kind of a, um, uh, curated is not the right word, but like, yeah, it had a little bit, it was a little more form to it. Yeah. Going into it. And we kind um, of intentionally didn't do that. You know, yeah. we didn't hire like a, a guide or anything like yeah. that. And in hindsight, I might have done that, mm-hmm. you know, because or I felt it like forced you to, it, would, it would force you to get outside of what you might normally do. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we just ended up trying to like experience it as, as quote unquote authentically as we could, mm-hmm. which is obviously impossible for us. But yeah, as best we could, you know, so we stayed at like a cheap little guest house. Yeah, and yeah. That was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, relatively speaking. But and like we went into the to use internet, you know. Did you use internet when you were over there? Yeah, barely. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't very <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get like a card. Yeah. And yeah. like the card was sold in this little corner home, really, yeah. that had like a bar with a bunch of liquor in it that I'm not sure if it was like bootleg or what, like what the situation yeah. was. And two dogs chained to the wall and machetes hanging from the, the wall and the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, just to get the internet. And you had to walk <laughs> through this gauntlet of machetes and dogs oh, to get to the the back. I think I might have taken a break from social media. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sign for yeah, the disconnect. Yeah. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was intense, but yeah, yeah. that kind of thing I felt like we ran into everywhere, oh, like too bad. a closed off, <laughs> a closed off situation. Feeling, yeah. I was there for I guess for seven seven nights or something like that. But at the, but I want I did want to mention at the end of the of our two nights before we left, the band lifted. So, dude, they were out wow. dancing, partying, playing. It was all back. Wow, to, it was all back to rum. So then, were the the shows that you were playing? You had your fans there, and you played to them. Mm-hmm. W- were you able to bring locals in? Or there were some. Yeah, there were. there were some locals that came. Yeah, yeah, but not as much as not as I mean, not as we had hoped. Right. You know, we were going to go to our art. This this uh, Fabrica de Arts was this beautiful venue we were planning to play you know yeah and all, we were really excited about meeting all the cuban people maybe doing some even some some uh collaborating with some of the cuban musicians that would have been dope cool. next time yeah yeah what do you think you'll the process that led to um inside do you think that you'll do you think you learned any lessons from that um 
it being so different from what how you would normally write uh or and do you think that that you'll return to either a similar method or that same kind of method where you're maybe writing something and then later coming kind of uh dreaming up the the melody or mm-hmm. uh or do you think that was like a one off kind of moment I'm going to go back to what set those best. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I hope, I hope I, I, I'm always hoping to dig into some new dirt. Yeah. Because you know? um, the result is so outstanding. I mean, this record is great, man. Thank you. You know? Thank so, you very much. Like, I wonder, you know, maybe there's like a. Well, I think it's, I think it's, I, I mean, there was no, when you look at that collection of songs, there was no, um, even though I, th- I think there is a cohesive uh, flow, but there was, it was more of the, the state of mind towards the creativity mm. in general, more than the actual craft of how I'm putting them together. Right. So I think that's the key. If you can sk- leave yourself, sorry the, the pun again, but if you can leave yourself open to whatever that channel is in your spirit and your creativity because you're obviously going to change you know it's going to be two years later when i do my this next one yeah so i just i'm just learn the learn from are you open record and keep that in mind of my spirit and how and where i was going into it where they might be a little different yeah but as long as it's pointed towards that flow that current yeah then you're good how do you keep that flow that current uh well um i mean you have to the the uh, man uh, <laughs> that's that's a toughest question of the day um good i buttered you up you with do, 20 yeah. minutes of, uh, easy how do you stuff? stay in that flow well you can't get too high you can't get too low mm. and you can't try to control it you can't try to steer this thing yeah it just won't fucking happen i've tried to steer it so many times and it doesn't <laughs> work you know and as soon as i stop then it allows it to flow uh it, i mean it's it goes it's as old as as the hills it's chinese it's like the Tao Te Ching. What does that look like when you're trying to control it? Like, what are you doing? It, it just sounds. It just sounds. It sounds calculated. But I guess what I'm asking also is like, are you like in the pro in the process? What is that like? What are you doing to try to control it? You know what I'm saying? Well, you go back to th- you go you go back to uh, you know things that work. You know, and you're, leaning on crutches. You, you kind lean of on thing. crutches. And and there is something to be said for having. Um, there is something to be said for having form for mm-hmm. having, you know, like sure, you know, you don't want it's like if you you want to build a cool looking house, it's different. You still it's still got to sit on you know the foundation's got to be flat. Yeah. You know? So there needs to be always always. In, in whatever you're doing, some kind of a, a balance. Even you know? jazz has a structure. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it has to be rooted in blues, in my opinion. But, <laughs> um, but I, I think uh, a lot of times what I would do 
getting back to your question is, is I would A, go back to old bad habits or crutches. And the da most dangerous one is trying to think about what someone might or might not like. Ooh. Or how it would be received or accepted. And uh, that's very dangerous. Yeah. yeah. How often does that sneak in for you? That particular thing where you're worried about, um, I feel like that would be a natural thing to do. I mean, sure, it's a, it's a. Na I mean, I'm playing in front of people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah, people. Yeah, you like it. Uh, <laughs> so you know, that's some somewhat of human nature. You know. Yeah. But I I think the main way to avoid that pull, and I think it'll, it'll kind of take care of itself. Is that if if I believe it, if I believe it, I know deep down when I'm leaning on a crutch and I'm like, it technically it's right on paper. It's yeah. a good song. But do I am I connected to it? Am right. I because if I'm not connected to it, no one else is gonna be connected to it. And the flip side of that is if you are connected to it and you truly believe it, then it's going to translate and people are going to be able to connect to it. That's yes. Right. That, that is, that is my hope. That's what I was talking about with Melody from front country. Who's playing right now is, uh, just a couple hours ago is that is the, the great, of course the great songwriters and the great songs are ones that, that you feel are authentic, that are real, that are telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, and that connection, even if that connection doesn't come, right away like this that if if right. the writer is chasing that spirit then the connection's gonna be made i think so you know i know so i mean that's what this all this is what this is all the about. whole thing right this is why we're, we're sitting here yeah you know i don't know why i do this podcast we just <laughs> solved it <laughs> and done <laughs> i'm just gonna cancel all my bookings just solved it <laughs> Piece of cake, man. Okay. Your next record. I'm so glad. That's all you needed to know. It's called, it's called Piece of Cake. Yeah, yeah. Your next record, Piece of Cake. <laughs> um, it's, a it's a sugary sweet pop ballad it is, by it, Seth Walker. <laughs> it is a funny, it is a, it is a funny dance to try to find your little, you know, place in it, you know. Yeah. And I, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Just that, the reason I wanted to kind of press you on that flow thing is like, because I think, what I'm, what I'm learning for me creatively is yeah. that when I'm doing the work, uh, then it flows. Like if I'm getting up and doing the work, then it, it flows. Yeah. If I'm not getting up and doing the work or if I'm neglecting it for a while or especially neglecting, like I've just recently started really writing songs yeah. and I've always dabbled in it, but I've just really, you know, the last awesome. nine months or so, I guess. Great. Yeah. Cool. It's been fun, man. I played it, played my first open mic. And yeah. Like, right. Um, yeah, it's been cool, cool, but like recently I've been working on a different project. Mm. So I've been writing a novel. And mm. in in that process, the time that I would have spent maybe messing around with the song mm. is now time that I'm spending on the novel. Mm. And I think that is an interesting question of like how do you remain in the flow of that, that certainly that creative flow generally is happening for me. Mm -hmm. But I haven't written a song all the way through in a while. Yeah. I've got pieces of stuff. Yeah. You know, I've got just some lyrics because yeah. I don't write like that because I'm a writer first and then I dabble in mm. playing the guitar. So like I, I don't, I can't, 
yet at least sit yeah. down with my guitar and the song happens right the lyrics come and then i figure out where the melody sure, is sure. later mm-hmm. you know yeah but the the creative capital that i have is limited so it's like mm-hmm. i might be in the flow for the novel but then if i tried to sit down at the end of that novel writing session and write something for the show or mm-hmm. write a song yeah i'm not there and i don't know if that's something that i need to work through yeah you know or if you mm-hmm. have any thoughts on that that would be great too but um yeah. you know what uh, i mean well you know I, I mean obviously you know the the time and tools yeah uh both work with whatever you're doing yeah uh, um i i definitely feel that listening is a very important part of that process and that's something as the older i get i'm i'm unfortunately doing less listening mm. than i should i do more reading than i do listening listening I'll, to music yes listening to music yeah you know, to get new influences or a new or a new new jolt yeah you know and when i do find something new ah yeah and it opens up a channel it opens up like i there was some stuff on the on the are you open record that was in, inspired by uh, a lot of this west african music oliver katara uh-huh. that he, he did a record with rai cooter back in the day i can't remember the name of the album but there's many oliver katara records that are amazing but some of that crept into there's a song called hard road on there that yeah. has this kind of feel you know, and I wouldn't have listened to that music. I wouldn't have kind of, you know, sponged off of it or, or gotten influenced by it. So I think uh, that obviously helps. And, re- and reading, definitely. I mean, you're writing lyrics, man. You know, it's like, yeah. It's always good to be yeah. inspired by the language. For you know? sure. Yeah. And I think, man, that's an interesting point about listening to the hard road, that particular tune was kind of think what I was thinking of when I was earlier talking about the sort of Caribbean rhythms, which I guess makes a certain amount of sense yeah. with the West African yeah, it's rhythms. All so, it's, all, it's all so connected. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, when I listen to Lightning Hopkins, mm-hmm. when you listen to that dude play guitar, mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 very tribal. It's it's it is right from Africa. Yeah. Um, and it's just, and it's such, it's such a, a very fine little difference, you know, between the two, the two, you know, mm-hmm. it's a little different accentuation of the, of the rhythm or the, or the beat, you know, it's all so connected. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And I liked that. Um, I feel like we got off what we were talking about, but now I want to talk about hard road. Cause then there's also like, there's that rhythm juxtaposed with, the story, which is a little bit more of like a, um, you know, sort of where I come from kind of story, yeah, know, right? Know, you know, know? Yeah. and like it's like uh, it's like rural North Carolina, yeah, West Africa. Yeah. That's great. That's <laughs> so beautiful, right? I mean, it's just like the damn banjo being in uh, in bluegrass music, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, that was that was that was my upbringing. I, I, you know, I grew up on this on a dirt road in North Carolina. And, yeah, and you know, a long way from, from West Africa. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, again, I think that's the beautiful, uh, the, the incredible thing about music is its ability to, to be universal in that way. Yeah. And regardless of where you came from, that you can connect 
to it in some way. I mean, we're listening, we're talking about West African music right now and neither one of us grew up anywhere near <laughs> I know, I that know. kind of life. And yeah. yet it resonates. It, right? God, it, it does, man. I watched this Bella Fleck. You ever seen that Bella Fleck documentary he did called throw down your heart? No. Check that okay. out, dude. He goes right. to like five different parts of Africa. Okay. Obviously he's a banjo man. Yeah. So where the, where the banjo was invented and he, and he, visits all these different villages with, and they all have different uh different types of you know the subtleties of their music is pretty stark actually uh, oh wow yeah um really in that that document really inspired me it's cool it's on my bucket list i want to go there bad oh man <laughs> that would be amazing i think so yeah get uh yeah. get eric to put together some uh, exactly. concerts yeah, there eric, if you're listening bro hook that up. <laughs> oh yeah. man if you're listening eric <laughs> let's get in the same place so we can talk oh you got to meet that guy i'd like He's to amazing. i'd like to meet that guy and get yeah. him on the show hell yeah that's awesome his voice booms. <laughs> that's awesome. I sat in a booth with him one time at Rangers. Stadium. Oh, really? Yeah. He invi- oh, that's invited cool. me up and, and we talked a little bit on air and uh, just, God, just sit with him. Is he just a fan it. of yours? Is that how? He's just a fan. He's yeah. A fan. Yeah. He saw me at the uh, his, his place called the Kester Theater in Dallas. Yeah. Um, and, we, you know, he became a fan and became buds. That's cool. Yeah. And, man, just to watch him do that, man, talk about. He talk about an artist. Yeah, I mean, literally painting pictures with the words. You know? Yeah, it's radio. It's radio. Yeah, that's amazing. Nine innings. Yeah, <laughs> and, the, and more sometimes. Yeah, well, He's that's got to make it interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think that's another. Ex- you'd have to, to 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 make it work. You'd have to be completely in love with the game, just like oh, he talking is. about how songs. Yeah, it, it's, you know? he's, he's just eat up just like we are with music. I yeah, mean, he just loves it. Yeah, I go to his house. He lives in Durango in Texas, and I've done so. I actually, did a house concert at his place in Durango. Oh, cool! You know, and before the I mean, he just he just he loves the game. He loves the history of the game. Yeah, just like we did with the music. Yeah, yeah. That you'd have to in other, in order to make nine innings of radio. You know, compelling for forty years. Yeah. Um, you're talking about jumping into to music, and of course, I always like to end on. Um, I can't believe we've already been doing this for a half hour, mm-hmm. but I always like to end on um, what you're consuming now. So, you know, have you been able to, you said you've been reading a lot. Have you been able to to dive into something else musically that you've been listening to? Let's see. What have I been listening to lately? Um, I, <laughs> I've been listening to all this uh, Portuguese <laughs> music. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gaberto, uh, uh-huh. you know, the, that guy he just passed away this year yeah so that um, i just i love i just love that music yeah uh, um the girl from ipanema yeah yep jao 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 garberto yeah yeah and i i just i i th- one thing i love about it is i don't understand the lyrics uh-huh there's interesting something, there's something about that i really it soothes my soul <laughs> Cause you're not getting lost in the yeah lyrics. i just, just really just getting the feeling of the lyric of the lyric but not really understanding it. Yeah. I kind of like that. Might be a nice, a new theme for my whole life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get so heady. Yeah. God, we get so heady. Yep. Take it's ourselves incredible. so seriously. It's so sometimes. serious. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? I know. I dude, like, please I stop. This, I think we had this exact conversation. Please last stop. Time. I think we did this last time. Moron. So true, man. Just chill out. Just stop i was this morning i'm not i'm not gonna go i'll tell you off mic the whole story because i just i just told this exact story on a different conversation so i don't want to bore the listener with this but 
but this morning the results of what happened this morning is like i had a the kind of morning that really gets me in my own head you know um and i was up at, up with the sun and just really lost in my head and taking things really seriously and then i finally got here and like i was out of the campsite and i finally got here and i talked with melody and we talked about some serious shit, yeah, yeah. but we were having a lot just like this. We were having fun with it. And yeah, it was, yeah. you know, I've, I had made that connection in a way that made me go like, chill the fuck out, dude. Yeah, you, what are you taking so seriously? Just, None just of it matters. Breathe, just breathe. Just breathe. Just breathe. And go, go to your, go. I'm reading, uh, the Tao of Willie. Oh, uh huh. You read that book? I know, but I've heard <laughs> about amazing. it. Is it good? Yeah. You talk, oh God. Yeah. I yeah, mean, he, he talks about we talk about the flow. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, and you know, circling back to 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 getting out of your head, uh, and I I and to get back to your other question too about what are the music I've been listening to, I've I've actually been going back to some of the the music that really ignited all of this for me, um, which was. You know a lot, a lot of the the blues, the blues music. Yeah. Um. So that it's been nice to revisit that again because I'm always looking for always new 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 stuff. Mm-hmm. But to actually go back and listen to Lightning Hopkins, yeah. and listen to T Bone Walker, and uh-huh. listen to Early BB King, and listening to Percy Mayfield. These are the guys that really turn me completely upside down so that's been kind of fun to go back and and, and revisit how old were you when that that really happened that was when it really got its hooks in me was around when i moved to austin texas which was about 1995 is that after jacksonville that was right after jacksonville yeah yeah um, and was that people turning you on to it at that time, or did it just happen into your life because you were in Austin? Well, I've heard the, the first thing was Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, uh huh. Uh, you know, he's the one that. And then you're tracing then back I'm his tracing influences. Back, back okay. My uncle, who's actually yeah. here along with my dad. Yeah. Um, he had a, a radio show in Jacksonville called WJCT. We might have talked about. Yeah, this I think last we did. Time. I remember that. He was yeah. a, he had a blues show. So yeah. He would send me tapes of his shows. Oh, that's awesome. So that's kind of how I got really you know uh, diving into the old stuff but but through Clapton and Steve Ray Vaughan of course you know their influences are 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 deep yeah you know? that's awesome yeah man. well Seth this is again such a pleasure man thank you thank you so Always much the record are you. you open is amazing you, and bro. folks that listen in if you don't have a copy go get a copy it's wonderful awesome. and beautiful and thank you you playing tonight tonight 8.30. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's perfect. I get to see Verlin, and then I get to see you. Verlin. Gosh. Guy, guy Clark. Oh. I saw Verlin with Guy Clark. You one, did? One oh. time in 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 uh, in the hill country of Austin, Texas, outside of Austin. Uh-huh. It's called Pooty's Hilltop. Real quick story. Okay. You know, yeah. Go. Do it. Yeah. yeah. And I was, at the time, I was unaware of Guy Clark. I did not know who he was. Yeah. Embarrassingly so. Right. This was probably maybe around 2002 or something okay like 2003 and my friends were like we're going out to see guy clark he's out at pooties and i'm like i just gotten off the road i was like man i don't want to drive out there and they finally convinced me and i drove out there it was maybe like 45 minutes and there was a little sign a little piece of notebook loose leaf notebook paper said guy clark 12 dollars 
And I was like, $12? <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Pay $12. But I was like, I already drove all the way out here. I guess I'll go in. Yeah. And the, and it was a scene. Pootie was Willie Nelson's road manager. Okay. Pootie, legend. Okay. This was his bar. Yeah. They were out at Perdinalis recording at Willie's joint. So it was Willie. I mean, not Willie. It was Guy and Verlin and Daryl Scott. Oh, yeah. And He's coming in the spring here. Yeah. Monster. Yeah. And uh, uh, and, a, and, a, and a bass player. I can't remember her name now. And a mandolin player. And I, and I just completely got schooled. Wow. And I, I left a mark on me. And Berlin Thompson is, was right there. Was with him from, you know, from the get-go. Yeah, I think 1988, Verlin yeah. started playing with... Um, with uh with guy we actually just recorded and we talked a oh, lot cool. about guy yeah because yeah, yeah. i've recorded not with, the get go but yeah you're right 88 yeah but yeah i think last, real last, early yeah 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 the last big chunk of his career yeah uh i think 27 years or so you know some crazy amount of time yeah. together on the road with guy what was it about that moment i mean so, so much about guy is legendary you know yeah. but you didn't you didn't know what you were getting into. So what was it that really hit you? What struck I'll tell you what struck me is the fact that this is this is in this is kind of kind of off the beaten path in the hill country. So there was all walks of life in that joint. You know. Yeah. Hippies, rednecks, you know, deadbeat musicians like myself. And I'll never ever forget the feeling of how intelligent he was yeah. with his music and his lyrics and how it would transcend. Oh, uh, wow. i never forget that. I remember, like, Let Him Roll, that song, Let Him Roll, which yeah. always is a dagger in my heart. And I just remember it seeing everyone feel that. Yeah. That's a gift. Yeah. That 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 is that is a gift to to be able to you know bring us all together like that. Yeah. Cuz we're in the end we're we're all the same. We're all the same. We're all the same. We're all doing the same Spin shit. Deep. Yep. Yeah. That's great. I'm same so glad shit. You told that story. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that was a good memory. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, once again, so Yeah, good rapping with you. Man. I'll yeah. tell Eric Nadell to give you a call. Yeah, that'd be yeah. dope. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. All See right. ya. Cheers. Yep. Seth Walker, everyone. Thank you so much, Seth. Thank you all for listening. Uh, head over to SethWalker.com to get a copy of Seth's record, Are You Open? It's so good. I can't say enough about it. You can find all things The Marinade at MarinadePodcast.com. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Subscribe on your podcast app so you do not miss an episode. Tell a friend about the show. Every little bit helps, y'all. And those are all free ways that you can support what we're doing. If you really like what we're doing, please consider joining our Patreon community. For just a few dollars a month, you can gain access to exclusive content like our Patreon-only show, Jason's Journey, where I talk about the moments that have shaped my creative life. 
Stay tuned for more great Marinade episodes. We have uh, feature episodes coming from Kelsey Walden and Caleb Cottle. Also, several bonus episodes. We're going to record some uh, year-in-review shows. A little bit late on that, but we're still going to get it done. And we have a bonus episode set to record at the beginning of January. There's so much going on with the show, and we have some really cool things planned for 2020. So look forward to that. All right, y'all, it's time for what I'm getting down on, the segment where I talk about the art that is inspiring me at the moment. Uh, I'm going to focus on music this time around. There are uh, a couple of new records that have me that have me extremely excited. Uh, first is Micah Schnabel's The Teenage Years of the 21st Century. Um, you can read my piece about this album on marinadepodcast.com slash magazine. Micah is a, a good friend of the show. He's been on, on our show twice, and um, I just greatly appreciate him as a person and as an artist. His work has profoundly impacted me for, for many years, and I think this is his best record. The Teenage Years of the 21st Century is, is a very human record. Uh, it is steeped in the empathy for which Micah is so well known. Its messages come through loud and clear. Micah says what he wants to say and what he means, and it comes through so authentically as Micah always does. Uh, you can find that record on his Bandcamp page. Go pay for it, y'all. Um, stream it just to make sure you like it uh, if you want to, but trust me, you're going to like it. And you can find it at Micah Schnabel's Bandcamp page. Um, I just can't, again, just so good. And I'm so grateful that Micah is kind of a part of our little universe here at the Marinade. The second record I can't get enough of is the Wood Brothers' Kingdom in My Mind. Uh, the album hasn't come out yet. It comes out on January 24th, and I was lucky enough to receive an advanced listen. Y'all, I'm a big fan of the Wood Brothers. Oliver was a guest on this show. Uh, I've been a fan of the Wood Brothers for a really long time. Uh, I've been a fan of Chris Wood's work for a really long time uh, with Medeski, Martin, and Wood. Uh, so for me to say this, I don't say it lightly, it's, it is hands down my favorite record of their career the band got together at their new studio in nashville and just started improvising so they didn't even set out to make a record even they just sort of like were going back and forth and playing together and testing out the new space and uh then they went back and realized they had something special so they went back and polished the jams uh into wood wood Brothers songs <laughs> it's just so cool the result is this fearless record that spans the musical spectrum and it is absolutely outstanding i can't wait for y'all to hear it that's kingdom in my mind from the wood brothers and that's going to come out on january 24th y'all happy holidays thank you so much for an amazing amazing 2019 uh, we made all kinds of progress this year with the show and um, i feel like we've grown uh, everything that we're doing is just getting better and better and I'm so, so thankful for the, the developments with our bonus episodes and our, our website exclusive series. Um, I've been writing a lot more and I'm grateful for that. And 2020 is, has so many cool things planned. I can't, I can't go too deep now, but if you're a Patreon patron, I'm about to release a Jason's Journey uh, about one of my ideas that I think is going to be a huge moment for us and for some other folks. Um, so... If you're on the fence about Patreon, go ahead and hop over there. The net latest Jason's journey is going to be um, pretty special. Thank you all so much for listening. Until next time, go out and create something. Cheers, y'all.